0: Would you rather be than right here, right now, for Bills fans? By Bills fans.
1: Only Buffalo is gonna win it.
2: This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser
1: icorn and Alex Jones. This place is pandemonium. Josh waiting to throw it, fires towards the two-yard line, caught by Gabriel Davis, scoots into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo, again! Pocket collapsing, gets out of pressure, runs to his right, throws it downfield, looking for Diggs, Diggs stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone! Touchdown Buffalo, Stephon Diggs! Josh hands it off, no, keeps it, rolls to his right, fires a man wide open, it is caught, it is caught by Davis, runs into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Touchdown Buffalo! Josh looks to his left, pumps once, now he's gonna keep it, he's gonna run, he's inside the five, he tries to stretch into the end zone, he is in, he is in, touchdown Buffalo! Josh Allen stretched it out and crossed the goal line for the Buffalo touchdown. Looks to throw, fires caught by Isaiah McKenzie, fights his way into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Waiting, waiting, still has time, runs to his right, now he's pressured, gets away from it, fires one, into the end zone and it is caught! Dawson Knox makes the catch in the end zone. It's a Buffalo touchdown. How did he make that happen? Josh Allen had forever to wait for Dawson Knox to come open. Touchdown, Buffalo. Here we go. Third and goal from the five. Snap. Allen looks. Fires a short one. Caught by Singletary. He's got a few blocks. Headed to the end zone. He is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Third down. Five yards to go. The snap. Mahomes steps up, fires the pass, off the hands, intercepted by Micah Hyde at the 10, at the 5, touchdown Buffalo! Micah Hyde got the tip pass and cruised into the end zone for the Buffalo touchdown. Gives it to Singletary, right side, gets first down and more, he's going to cruise into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo!
2: Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn,
0: And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Drafthouse Podcast as we creep closer and closer towards the home opener with the Bills and the Tennessee Titans coming up tomorrow night from Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, alongside Alex Jones, Brad the Bruiser Icorn here in Greater Buffalo and uh, getting excited and set for Monday night football right here in Western New York. Yeah, Brad,
2: it's, uh, it's a great time to be a Bills fan. Uh a half day come up to help with the transportation issues and fans already being at the stadium going hard uh, I miss that an all time.
0: Yeah um, and you know this is a city that has had a lot of home primetime games for that matter. The last one came in a windy December game. I was there. you were I don't think you were at that game Alex, but uh, a tough loss on Monday against New England. Whole new story here in week two. Uh, We know there's some injury concern for the Bills going into this one, but um, the excitement is continuing to build.
2: It is the classic week one. Both teams are pretty banged up, Brad. Um, You know, it it is one of those things where um, that's kind of part of the NFL season is figuring out how you can um, survive those injuries and move on.
0: All right, so the Titans coming in here own one the Bills 1-0, a big win over L.A. You heard some of the highlights there from uh, last Thursday and, of course, last year from the Buffalo Bills radio network as they get set to host the Titans, who uh, failed by one point. It was a successful two-point try by Brian Dable's New York Giant offense to go ahead and hand uh, the – Tennessee Titans an o one start a game that they were winning. Uh, they were up thirteen nothing for the longest time. I fell asleep, woke up and got a text. Hey, the Giants won. I couldn't believe it.
2: It was impressive to watch the Giants really dug back, but it kind of showed a a flaw in the Titans' armor, as it were, because you know they they were letting up a lot of passing yards because they really couldn't. They Jones, but in the second half, that really didn't show up.
0: All right, so the Buffalo Bills will look to go ahead and try to capitalize on what they did last week against the uh, um, L.A. Rams. there in Los Angeles, this time at home. But let's talk about injuries. Get that out of the way right now. Uh, Ed Oliver had an ankle injury. He sustained in the Ram game, I believe, right before halftime. Uh, He tried playing a couple snaps uh, with a boot on, but ultimately he's ruled out for this one. Not surprised he didn't practice all week. Same thing with Tim Settle. He's not playing in this one as well. The interesting one is um, Gabe Davis, who uh, came up as questionable uh, after being limited in practice yesterday. Should there be major concern from Bills Mafia or for those who have him in fantasy football, Alex? Alex.
2: Um, I mean, it easily could be an issue. I don't, uh, if they they have him as questionable, along with Dane Jackson, um, I, I don't see it being an issue. It seems like it was a, if Ian Rappaport reported this morning that it was a non-contact ankle roll. So it sounds like a minor ankle sprain, but you never know with those, Brad. You know, he could feel amazing today and wake up tomorrow and it could be the size of a softball or the opposite. It could be, you know, really swollen today. He wakes up tomorrow and it feels great. It, it, the ankles are one of the more tricky parts of the body to figure out. On really, it's really a game day. You know, if he's going to be able to go or not.
0: Yep, we'll have to see on that one. Um, make sure if you haven't already, keep an eye on our Twitter feed as we'll try to go ahead and keep you posted. Post what's going on. Uh, probably not us reporting it. We're not directly tied to the scene here. But we'll be retweeting, of course, accordingly. here at DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan, DHS, at Bill's Bruiser. All right, Alex, before we get too much more into this game, got to ask, how, how's been your second Red Zone Sunday here, Alex?
2: Honestly, Brad, it's been fantastic. We just had a pizza delivered. Um, it, it is, it is the, the Scott, full Scott Hansen experience. The slate has been an interesting one. Um, and so I, it's, it's, it's been, um, it's been a good one so far. How about you, Brad?
0: I would go ahead and said the same thing. Uh, we've been pumping red zone all day and the beauty is, uh, excuse me there. You can hear my red zone in the background now, but, uh, Basically, you know, it can you can take it anywhere you go um, if you know on a mobile device or whatever. So uh, we got our replacement jump net for our trampoline, wonderful. So we we're getting that set up in the backyard for the boys. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm putting on Red Zone and just kept uh, everything going while we we're putting stuff together. So uh, you know, in the living room, right here in the studio outside, Red Zone has been following us all afternoon. And It's been fantastic. No Bills game this afternoon.
2: Yes. And so, you know, Brad, one thing I think, uh, just circling back to injuries, the red zone is by far, as everybody who listens knows, my favorite thing um, going on in football right now. But Christian Fulton being out for the Titans is a huge hit. Um, It's either going to be Caleb Farley or Trey Avery um, pulling – the second wide receiver duty this week. So that probably means you're going to see if Gabe Davis is able to go, that could be a huge matchup for the bills to exploit.
0: Yeah. Um, and like I, you said there, Alex, it's all going to hinge on what happens with uh, Gabe Davis. But uh, um, right now, I mean, there's uh, already a lot of folks limited here. or We already know. Hello? Oh, I'm still here, Alex. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know noise in, in, the, in this one with with some major injuries, and uh, right now that'd be a huge blow there. That if if Gabe Davis is out there and healthy, I would expect the Bills to exploit that.
2: Yeah, before they're losing the the injury. Your backup lineman and your backup running back for um, the Titans both out, but they've got their a lot of their offensive line. And Luwan is uh, was injured, and in, in that leads me into I think this week with early knee and injuries. Same thing with Nate. Nate and help. They're starting with four right. It really forced so the man with a banged up offensive line really forced um, a place they don't want to be, which is chasing from behind and really sticking with the wrong game.
0: All right, you're listening to the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast getting set here. So officially going through the injury report, just recapping here, like we said, uh Chrislyn Fulton is out. Dontrell Hilliard is out. And then, uh, like we said, a backup offensive tackle in Jamarco Jones is out. Right now, the only one officially ruled out for this one, as mentioned here, is Ed Oliver. But it doesn't sound like Tim Settle set to play. He's marked as doubtful in this one. Gabe Davis questionable. Uh, Dane Jackson is questionable on this one. And, uh, uh Tommy Doyle is right now unspecified along with Stefan Diggs. I wouldn't be concerned about those, but you'd be curious though, if they have to go both rookies, if Dane Jackson is not able to play in this one.
2: Yeah, I think Dane Jackson ramped up as the week went along. So I think his is less of an issue than Gabe's. Um, but I kind of, honestly, it's one of those times where the, Wide receiving core for the Titans isn't as scary as a lot. It's one of those things where it's like, you know what, this might not be a bad test. If those rookies have to go, this isn't a bad group for their first whole game as a unit to be against.
0: Yeah, uh, without Hollywood Brown out there and, you know, nothing against Woods. We loved him here in Buffalo, but uh, I don't think he quite has the speed that uh, that Brown has, that that's going to make it uh, a little bit easier, I would think, on the secondary. The question is defensively, and this came up last year, and we saw Derrick Henry burn for you a know, 70-plus yard run against this defense here, is can they contain Derrick Henry in this one? And I, I think if you do that and you force them to go to the pass game, I think that's where the Bills could catch them vulnerable uh, with, you know, one of the best safety tandems in the NFL with Micah Hine, Jordan Poyer, that uh, they will help that, uh, you know, rookie corners on the outside there. Uh, And plus, Buffalo plays a lot of nickels, so I would assume Teron Johnson is going to be a big role in this one. But if they can contain Henry and force the pass here, I think that would uh, bode well for the Buffalo Bills in this one.
2: I would agree, Brad. I think it was things where – uh, uh, you start hemming in the Titans is when they really start to feel uncomfortable. Um, another thing the Bills need—if you can get those first two possessions for the Bills to be touched, and you let's say you stop the Titans on one of them, they're already down and they're chasing you. And if that puts them in that position, the Bills need to score early and often really get those offensive weapons going.
0: Yeah. Setting the tone early in this one will be crucial. I mean, we saw, it looked like they had scripted, I'd heard they had scripted the first two drives in that Rams game. If that was the case, I mean, they looked good until, uh, Zan McKenby had one, uh, go off his chest and into the arms of a defender, but, Uh, You know, I thought in that last game, and we didn't even touch on the the victory over the Rams a whole lot here, but, I mean, Josh Allen looked super sound. I thought, you know, that was an underthrown ball in his second INT, uh, almost a bit of a 50-50 ball, if you will. But if Josh plays the way he played against the Rams with his legs, with his arm, and hopefully a lot with his arm in this one here, uh, I think the Buffalo Bills will have great success.
2: I agree, Brad. I think it's one of those things where the Bills – I think, too, that second INT was on Josh Allen, but it's also Jamison Crowder getting used to what Allen likes from his receivers because you'll see Stefan Diggs on those crossers. He'll start to slow. Once he hits open space, he starts to slow his pace down because Allen wants to get the ball into his hands so that he can re accelerate up and get across the field. And it's sort of like a fail safe, like, you know I want you just to sit there so that way when you're free in that zone, you can just really gear down, and at least we get the yards. And then if you get anything after catch,
0: that's bonus. Yeah, and I was impressed with the performance of Crowder overall. Like we said, we saw some synchronicity issues like on that play. But all in all, uh, you know, Crowder's been a long-time receiver in this league, and I think there was a strong acquisition in here on a one-year deal that um, I'm, I'm curious if, if Davis is in to go, who they shift to that number two spot. Uh, obviously, I think you still see Crowder and uh mckenzie go ahead and play the slot role but maybe a guy like jake jake kumro steps up and plays the outside in this one that could be a possibility even if davis is playing there you might see them go and rotate the wide receiver through a little bit that's going to be interesting to watch in this matchup
2: i'm going to be brad i think it easily could be khalil shakir moving out to that outside number two um Maybe even doing a rotation. You could see also a lot of two tight end sets, you know, finally having Quentin Morris healthy, having Knox ready to go, maybe moving them around in this formation. I I think the the thing about this Bill's offense is still they weren't, even though Isaiah McKenzie was the slot receiver, he was playing on the boundary quite a bit against the Rams. And just because Diggs is the number one outside receiver, he played quite a bit in the slot. So I think they're not afraid to move those guys around and be like, no, we're
0: going to put you in a position to succeed. Yep, I would agree with that one as well, um, just to be able to go ahead and rotate the wide receivers uh, throughout where they are in the field. So, I mean, a lot of weapons they have in the, in the tool bag here. And we didn't even discuss the tight end here at this point here. Um, We didn't even really see Dawson Knox unleashed in this one. Had one reception, two targets in that win over the Rams here. I would expect him to have a bigger role in this game.
2: I would agree, Brad. I also think Dawson Knox, looking back at the tape, was his run blocking last week. So I think the Bills, I, I still think the Bills are kind of like a Sean Payton Saints team where it's like, Hey, every week we might not use you, but the week we use you, you are going to go for huge yards and touchdowns. So I wouldn't be shocked. This linebacking core for the Titans is a little shaky, so I wouldn't be shocked if they, um, um if they attack into the tight end. And Brad, one, I think the final thing that the Bills need to do to be successful against the Titans is keep up the success on. Keep up the success on special teams. If you're in there, really, you know, that that has been one of the areas that Bills really want to get into opposing teams. And honestly, I think that's going to be a key to success. If they can pull a turnover or if they can force people deep on special teams, that's going to be a game changer.
0: Well, we'll have to see how it all plays out tomorrow night. Um, I know, unfortunately, Alex won't be there, but uh, you were able to go ahead and make some dough on this one, so at least you're able to get that going uh, for tomorrow. I will be in the stands at this one and looking forward to a kickoff at 7 right now. Uh, it looks like it's going to be close to 70 degrees around kickoff with mostly sunny skies, so should be good weather for tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, it should be great Uh Tailgating weather. I think the Bills fans are gonna pour out in and droves for this one. And I, I guess the Bills, I, I think I think the Bills have to get this one to keep going throughout their season, really build the momentum and headed into week three.
0: Yeah. Um, especially since uh, we saw the uh, rest of the AFC East sweep their games today. Miami with a huge fourth quarter comeback win over the Baltimore Ravens. They trailed 28-7 at halftime and they went 42 38. The Jets, a 31-30 come-from-behind win over the Cleveland Browns. And then, yeah, New England gets a three-point win over Pittsburgh. la All right, so I, I think that puts pressure on Buffalo to win this one. Uh, so there is a bit at stake here. It's early in the season. There's a lot of weeks. There's 18 weeks of football. We're only in week two. But I still think this is a very important game early on because this would be a game, I think, if you lose this one, you'll look back at it and it's going to be a head-scratcher a little bit.
2: Hundred percent, Brad. It's also one of those games where you, um, if you can help, if you can continue the momentum you had from the Los Angeles game, that's going to be that's going to be key because if you, it shows this isn't a flash in the pan thing, this is going to be who we are consistently.
0: Buffalo Bills taking on the Tennessee Titans. That game is coming up tomorrow night at Highmark Stadium. Uh, It's a Monday night football game with a kind of a, it's a double header, if you will, an overlapping two-game set here on Monday night football. Bills will be uh, with the Titans on ESPN, but then 90 minutes in, uh, you know, the Eagles are playing their Monday night game. Um, It'll be televised on ABC, so kind of a An interesting overlap deal instead of, you know, kind of the double headers we've seen in previous week ones. Here we are in week two and an overlapping Monday Night Football duel of games tomorrow.
2: I'm going to be honest, Brad. I don't like it. I I think it was the Sunday night game. Normally they did the, like, earlier game at, like, 7.30 and then a later game at 10.00. But I just don't – I don't like this idea of the Dover overlap. And it doesn't make much sense because it feels like you're going to be stealing fans from both broadcasts.
0: Yeah, uh, you'll have probably folks switching back and forth. I'm not 100% sure why they decided to go and do that, but I don't know. I'm I'm scratching my head here, but nonetheless here, uh, still good for Buffalo to go at and host a uh, Monday night game, something that they, uh, you know, haven't done, or at least it's been a while since I think they won at home on Monday night football. So I think that's another thing that I guess presumably get the pressure on them. But I think it's going to be loud. It's going to be ruckus. It's going to be a real fun atmosphere at Highmark Stadium tomorrow evening.
2: Let me ask, Brad, are you bringing anything special to the tailgate? Any, any food or anything that you're well, really excited I, about? Well,
0: there's, there's a certain place that, of course, you tipped me off to uh, before I relocated up here called Schmegman's, and uh, I'm going to get uh, a big old Schmanny's favorite from Schmegman's, and uh, that's going to be on the Tailgate menu, as it should be, and uh, probably some brews and some, um, I, I think, Hamburg Brewery, which is like three miles from us. They make a lemonade, so I think the guy I'm going with said he was going to bring some of those. So it should be a fun affair.
2: Yeah, it should be, Brad. One of my favorites uh, after the game was is Mighty Taco. It's one of the few places, weirdly enough, in Western York stays open later. Um, and that was always my go-to after the primetime games to get a little food in my system before I head out on the
0: road. Good thought, too, because that is uh, close here. But um, I think we actually have Mighty Tonko in the Icorn Fridge. That might just sit in there, be waiting for me when I get home tomorrow evening.
2: Oh, that sounds like a, a dream meal there, Brad.
0: All right. So the uh, bills come into this one minus 10. Um, I don't know. The way things let, went last week, do you think it's an overreaction here um, on what the book put this at here? or Do you, do you think that... This is a spread, and this is one that the Bills could potentially come in and cover.
2: I I think it's one of those things, Brad, where Vegas knows a lot more than the general public knows. And everybody kind of scoffed at uh, week one. The Chiefs opened as like 11.5-point favorites over uh, the uh, Cardinals. And everyone's like, oh, you gotta take the Cardinals then. Chiefs put up 41 on 14 on. Them. So I think it's one of those things, Brad, where Vegas Vegas knows something we don't. And Vegas might have got tipped off to something we don't. I, I think the Bills could cover in this. I mean, don't get me wrong, whenever you play a Mike Brable team, it's going to be a dogfight. That just is always the case. It's yep. gonna be a team who who just fights the toughest. And um It's going to be one of those things where it just really is a a tough back-and-forth matchup. And so I I think that – but this Bills offense is legit. Like, they were moving the ball around on the Rams at will. Like, there wasn't even a moment where the Rams were like, oh, we can can stop the Bills. The Bills just moved it up and down the field on them. And the Titans defense is not as talented as that Rams defense. It does not have as talented as players
0: across the board. So maybe Vegas thinks something or knows something that we don't. Yeah, that could very well be in the case, this one. Um, but like we said, the spread is minus 10 for the Bills playing this one at home. And uh, that'll be broadcast on ESPN. of course, you're, if you're in Western New York uh, or Cheyenne, Wyoming, it'll be on the Buffalo Bills radio network with their flagship Uh, WGR Sports Radio 550 here in Greater Buffalo. So, uh, I I set it up here. We we, uh, didn't have a good over the air antenna because we have YouTube TV, so that's how we typically watch TV. But we, I was like, you know what? Dawned on me partway through the game. I, we live in Buffalo, I can put on the radio. Uh, the radio broadcast was way ahead of the YouTube TV broadcast that we were watching. So I have an antenna set up. So though I'll be at my game, my wife will be home, and uh, she may very well flip over to the WGR broadcast, which is nice if you're able to do it.
2: I actually, Brad, um, was uh, this this afternoon was watching Red Zone, and then the I clicked on the I turned on the uh, Jets browns game just to see it and in all honesty like it red zone was a minute or two faster than the nfl plus broadcast for the browns jets it was like i saw the jets touchdown two plays before on the broadcast so it was just it was interesting to see the same thing like you can you can find those where it's
0: a little bit quicker Alright, well, the Bills and the Titans, like we said, coming up tomorrow night. We appreciate you listening to our pat podcast and breakdown of the game. Of course, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter across the board here at TW Callahan DHS. I'm at Bills Bruiser, and of course our site is at DHS Buffalo. So check us out on online at drafthousesports.com and our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Buffalo Bills Draft Buffalo getting set to take on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, We saw them lose a close one last year in Nashville. Um, It was a heart-sinking loss. Uh, It was a game that was nearly lost by inches last year that, I don't know, I feel like winner busted in this one. I don't know if I need to feel that way, but that's how I feel.
2: Yeah, to me it also feels that way. you got to win it just because it it is just the kind of thing where, it, it, this is a momentum builder, especially with the AFC East being the way it is and everybody picking up wins. Um, I, I just think this is a big spot for the Bills to show who they truly are.
0: Buffalo coming in at this one looking to move to 2-0 and stay atop with Miami atop of the AFC East. Like I said, the Dolphins move to 2-0 with a come-from-behind forty eight excuse me, 42-38 win Over the Baltimore Ravens. And then you have the Pats and Jets tying for third with one and one records. Both got wins today after starting out 0-1. So, big tall docket in this one. We decided, I think, sometime last year that we're not going to do predictions anymore. Not on this podcast, at least. But I expect Buffalo to come out strong in this one. Uh, I would expect a strong performing in front of their home crowd on their home opener.
2: Yeah, Brad, it seems like something that could possibly happen. So I, I would, you know, it, that that seems like the most likely option for the Bills right now.
0: All right, so the Buffalo Bills will take on the Tennessee Titans. We'll look forward uh, to talking about that uh, probably up on Thursday this week as we'll get set to turn around Short break here on the podcast week as uh, we'll be looking ahead on next Sunday with the Buffalo Bills will head to South Beach to take on the 2-0 Miami Dolphins. Final thoughts into this one here, Alex?
2: You know what, Brad? I, I think I could really see uh, – I'm wondering if we get a kick return, like a good distance one from either the punt return team or um, – the
0: kick return team, you know, if Khalil Shakir is starting,
2: is in the lineup, that means that he'll probably use him on punt return because he's currently listed as PR1. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see if we can get some, you know, because Khalil Shakir looks very good returning the ball this preseason
0: yeah, it'll be curious to see if Shakir is out there. I would think so because although it's unfortunate that Oliver's not going to play, that's one starter who is not dressing in this one. So there, I would think that would be a spot where you could see Shakir step into and uh, definitely be dressing at least for Monday night's game versus the Titans.
2: I would, yeah, Brad, that wouldn't shock me at all if they put Shakir in the lineup. Now, Sean McDermott and Brandon B normally like to take the rookie slow, but it's one of those times where. You just have to – you just got to – you got to bite the bullet there and just take a risk at it.
0: All right, Bills Titans coming up. Monday Night Football, a seven fifteen Eastern Standard Time kickoff. The broadcast on ESPN and across the Buffalo Bills – radio network well that's going to do it for this edition of the buffalo bills podcast remember podcast coming up later this week you can download us on spotify or whatever it is you get your podcast that'll do it for the buffalo bills draft house podcast i'm brad the bruiser icon for my co-host alex jones go bills this has been the buffalo bills draft house podcast in our street media production